It's always a joy to share the pulpit with uh, Randy and Edie Nelson. Um, in no uncertain terms, I can say that they have been the most influential ministry partners in the last two years of my tenure at Lake Avenue Church. And you got a glimpse into what they do. I probably know more about who they are. And somebody asked me this. This is not to, this is part of my sermon too, not to put them, put them on a pedestal. Somebody asked me, why do you hang out with Randy and Edie Nelson all the time? <laughs> so I gave them a visual picture, I think which encapsulates who they are and their ministry. I said, they inhale prayer and exhale evangelism. I'll say that one more time. They inhale prayer and exhale evangelism. Mark that word. Uh, that's very, very important, and I'll come to that in the end. As you probably know, throughout this month, we are going to read the same verses every single Sunday. So that's going to be a challenge for all of us preachers. So you are going to hear the same scripture you heard last week. So would you stand with me for the reading of the scripture? I'm going to read from Sam, uh, sorry, uh, Exodus 19, chapter 19. I'm only going to read from verses 3 to 6 to save some time. Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 to 6. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel, You yourself have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandments, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. You may be seated. Imagine you want to build a bridge across this Teuton Highway. I know there was already one through <laughs> Lake Avenue, but what if I want to build a, a, straight, a bridge straight to Fuller Seminary? I want to go to Fuller, and there should be a, a, a bridge between Fuller and Lake Avenue across the Teuton Highway, a holy bridge, only for Christians, right? Uh, <laughs> and I want to build this bridge, and I want to hire a contractor, and I, you know, I made the estimate, budget, and everything, and I hired a, I hired a contractor who's going to execute this project for me. Now, if you live in Asian Rome, this contractor would be called in Latin, pontifex, pontifex. The word pont, P-O-N-T, comes from a noun which means a bridge, and fex, F-E-X-E, F-E-X, <laughs> comes from a verb 
That means to build. Pontifex means a bridge builder. Now you hear the term pontifex very often in the context in which we live in a completely different setting. Because the term pontifex, which I use for a contractor who builds bridge, is the same word to describe a priest in a Catholic church in particular. In Catholic church, a, a, a priest is a pontifex and the pope is pontifex maximus, which means the high priest, pontifex maximus. <laughs> See, the scripture we read today, God is sharing us a dream he had for humanity, starting with Israel. We read God saying, you shall be to me a kingdom of pontifexes. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests, bridge builders. You, the whole of Israel, not just a tribe of Israel, not just a family of Israel, the whole of Israel was meant to be pontifexes, bridge builders, or priests. But when you read the next chapter and the next chapter, you can see God's dream crumbling down. You are worried about your dreams? And God's dream crumbled starting from the next chapter. Chapter 20, we read the Ten Commandments. Then goes the whole Torah, the old 613 mitzvahs, and you know, all the commandments are given to this bridge builders called Israel. And then Moses comes with this commandment. They see these bridge builders are now worshiping a golden calf. You know the story. I don't have to tell the story, right? Then, you, then God realized that his dream of building a bridge between God and humanity through Israel crumbled. Now, God needs to build a bridge, bridge between him and Israel before he built a bridge between him and the world through Israel. He now has to build a bridge to Israel. So, God chose a tribe of the Levi tribe. You know that, right? And the reason being, I don't, know, I don't want to go into the, a, a Bible study mode, but Levites were the only ones who stood up with courage and spoke against and acted against the golden calf which was being worshipped in the congregation. So God said, I am going to choose this tribe to be the bridge builders to Israel. Forget the world for a minute now. Now the Levites became the pontifexes, pontiff of, you know, bridging, building a bridge between God and Israel. So you can see they are not all the kingdom of priests, only the Levites became the priestly tribes. And the bridge got narrower and narrower as we go because not 
all of Levites can become, a, become priests. In the tribe of Levites, there are different families. Only if you are born in the family of Aaron, you can become a priest. It became, you know, it's not like you can go to a seminary and have an MDiv degree and suddenly become a priest. No, you have to be born into a priestly family to become a priest. Then again, it became narrow. Even if you are a priest, you just cannot enter the presence of God. Not all the priests can go into the presence of God. Only the high priest can approach the throne of God. And that too, not every day, only one day of the year. See, it became narrow. The bridge building process became very narrow. So if you lived in Old Testament time, whether it is a tabernacle or the temple, it had three separate sections. You know this. Again, this is, these are Sunday school. You probably learned from VBS and things like that. There is an outer court, or sometimes called the court of the Gentiles. That's where normally people gather. And then there is a sacrifice being done there. And then the second part is called the holy place. The holy place. The holy place is meant only for the priest. If you are a priest, only then you can enter the holy place. Then the third place, which is the innermost court. Now the outer court, which is the, then the inner court, which is the holy place. Then the innermost court is called the holy of holies, which is essentially a cube-shaped windowless room. And it is fairly empty except for one thing. There is the Ark of the Covenant resting on the, in the Holy of Holies. And this Ark of the Covenant is covered with a golden lid. And all the golden lid are carved two cherubim from two sides. In the middle of this, this cherubim, the place is called a mercy seat. Because that's where the glory of God called Shekinah appears. That is where you see God. Israel is not allowed to see God. Levite tribes are not allowed to see God. The priests are not even allowed to see God. Only the high priest, again, only one day, the day of Yom Kippur, the great day of atonement, the high priest can walk in from the holy place to the holy of holies with two things in his hand. One is the blood of the sacrificial lamb, and on the other hand is, a, is, an, is incense from the golden altar, incense burning. And it is a very, very scary moment for the priest. You thought that would be very exciting. I get to see God. 
Normally, the priests don't want to be there because it's a scary place to be in. If there is any trace of evil or sin in his life that he has not confessed or repented, then he will die right in front of the Ark of the Covenant, in front of the mercy seat. So, tradition says, not in the Bible, sometimes they tie a rope to the leg of this priest who is going in because when the priest goes in and see the Shekinah of God and for some reason he dies in, in the presence of God, another person cannot go and take out the body so they will have to drag him out. So you see the power of holiness and that was this place called the Holy of Holies. Nobody can see that except the high priest, that too, if he is alive. Only if he goes with incense and the blood of the sacrificial lamb. Now there is a veil, a veil that is basically blocking the priest from the holy place and the holy of holies. There is a, a, a big veil or a curtain that is blocking us from the presence of God. This curtain blocking everybody from entering the presence of God, the Shekinah, for our own good, because otherwise we will all be dead in the presence of God. Now this curtain, if you read, is a very thick drape of fine linen embroidered with uh, purple, blue, and scarlet yarns, and the whole description is somewhere in the Old Testament. It is beautiful, it is thick, and it is very strong. And the, that curtain is guarding us from entering the presence of God, the Holy of Holies. Even if you are a priest, even if you are from the priestly tribe, even if you are God's chosen nation, there is no way you are entering here because this curtain is blocking you. Now, here is the twist. I want to take you elsewhere. I know you're already, man, this is Old Testament, right? Now, you know, when Jesus died, I'm going to read a, a verse. You know, when Jesus died, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of things happened, supernatural or, well, natural calamities that happened, right? Earthquake happened, there was darkness, you know, very spectacular, you know, there was spectacular events were happening the moment Jesus died on the cross. Then when you go to Matthew's gospel, Matthew slips in and kind of a minor detail in there, which doesn't really make any sense when we read it. So this is what Matthew said about that instant when Jesus died. Matthew chapter 27, 50 and 51. When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. It's not a big deal because there is earthquake happening on one side, darkness happening. Who cares about a curtain being ripped off? Oh, Matthew cares. Because Matthew is talking to the Jews who read the New Testament, uh, Old Testament, who know what this curtain is all about. And he is very, very clear and says that the curtain was ripped from top to bottom, not from bottom to top. Because if there is, it's a, it's a part, if it is a part of 
catastrophe or some natural, uh, you know, forces, then it has to rip from bottom to top. That's how it happens, right? But Matthew is very clear in saying that this is no natural event. This is a very dramatic event with the theological significance. This veil, this curtain, which was blocking you from the presence of God is ripped now in two inviting you to the presence of God in the body of Jesus. This is more dramatic than the earthquake. This is more dramatic than the darkness that is happening. This is like a, this is like a tectonic shift that is happening in the theological realm. This is a new paradigm. This is a new testament. And the body of Jesus was ripped so that the curtain can be ripped. Now you can walk into the presence of God. I'm not cooking it up. Paul says this very clearly in Hebrew chapter 10, verse 19. You can go home and read. This is what Paul says. Now you may enter the holy place with confidence by a new and living way, which is open for us through Jesus Christ, which was, through, through the curtain, which was Jesus Christ. Paul very directly attributing the metaphorical presence of that curtain and the tearing of it to the tearing of Jesus' body. Jesus has opened a way for us to enter the holy of holies by ripping the curtain open. Now you can see God's dream fulfilled. Now, this is not restricted to any priest or a pastor. This is what Pastor Jeff read last week. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, you are a chosen race. You are a holy nation. You are royal priesthood. You are a people of God's possession who are called out of darkness into his marvelous light so that you may proclaim the excellencies of God. You are called out of darkness into the marvelous light. See, the bridge is already built in Jesus Christ. You are the royal priesthood. You are the pontifexes. Now you are called to build this bridge which Israel couldn't do. The Aaronic priests couldn't do. The Levites couldn't do. I have torn my body open so that you can enter the presence of God with confidence. You can be in the, front, in, in the Shekinah, God's glory, to embrace this power so that you can walk out with the power to build bridges between light and darkness, between secular and the sacred, between the church and the culture, between God and the world. Israel was chosen. Now God's dream is fulfilled in this bigger Israel. We are, the church is not called to be God's people like Israel was called to be. We are called to be God's priests. We are called to be the kingdom of priests. This is not an option. <laughs> The moment you become a Christian, you, are already, you have already become a priest. 
You, there is no option. The moment you, you know, you are brought into the royal priesthood. Many people, when they walk into a church like Lake Avenue, say that, especially if they are from a Catholic background or, you know, other Orthodox background like I am, you know, when I attended the evangelical church, that's the first thing I was looking for. Where are the priests? I have, <laughs> many people ask, where are the priests? I said, you are looking at them. We, you are, you are the priests. And I always say that Lake Avenue has over 3,000 registered priests. That is more than the whole, uh, <laughs> all Catholic and uh, Orthodox churches combined in LA County. We have more priests than any other denomination right now, right here. We are called to be the royal priesthood to build the bridges between God and the world. Now, I am going to give you a small practicum to become that priest, okay? I want you to picture that Old Testament priest walking from, you know, he comes in through the outer court and then walks into the holy place. Imagine this church is like the tabernacle or temple. I will assume that the lobby will be the outer court, okay? The lobby is the outer court. And let's imagine this pew as the holy place where the priests are sitting. And that works very well. See, you guys are all in the holy place because you are all the priests, right? So this is the holy place. That was the outer court. This is the holy place. And this is the holy of holies. And thankfully, there is no curtain. Okay, so you can all walk in. I'm going to invite you to do this. I want you to build a bridge today. So I want you to think about maybe one or two or three people in, our, in your life, in your family, in your, I don't know, neighborhood, in the circle of your friends or colleagues, who probably need a bridge to God? Maybe they are not Christians. They don't know about the joy that you are experiencing. Maybe they are going through a time of trial where they need a real tangible touch from God. Whatever be the reason, and I want you to think about one or two or three people, okay? Now, this is what I want you to do. The ushers have given you a small card like this, okay? I believe all of you have received. If not, some of the ushers will be kind enough to give you if you don't. Or you can use any paper. If you don't have any pens, <laughs> they have also handed over some pens. They may have an extra pen. If not, you'll have to do with whatever you have. I'm going to be part of this exercise too, okay? Because we are going to enact what the priest did in the Old Testament. Now, since we are the kingdom of priests. I want you to intercede for these people. That's exactly, that's another word, fancy Christian word we use for bridge building. Intercession means bridge building. We are, we are standing in the gap between people and God. We are going to bridge that person and God. And that is not an option. That is your job. Intercession is your job. 
So I want you to write now, okay? Take like few seconds, write that one or two or three names. Now I want you to picture again you as the high priest, Pontifus Maximus. That might not be theologically correct, but for this purpose of our Old Testament metaphor. Imagine you are walking into the holy of holies through this curtain that is split open, which is the body of Christ. Okay? You are going to walk in because this curtain is open because the body of Jesus has been torn for you. He has died for your sin and he has invited you through his death and resurrection into this new relationship with God. Now he is inviting you. Come on, come on. You can come in to the holy of holies. And when the priest goes in, what do you see in his hand? There are two things in his hand. The blood of the lamb which is there already because we, you have become Christians by the admission, the confession that Jesus died for your sins. So you are already cleansed by the Lamb of God. So you already have the blood of the Lamb in your hand, which is what you're going to, you're going to sprinkle in the mercy seat like the priest. Then the other thing is an incense from the golden altar. I would like to do a Bible study, but it very clearly represents the prayers of the saints. You can read Psalms 141, I think verse 8 or somewhere. It says that the prayers of saints, let my prayer rise before you like incense. And when you go to Revelation chapter 5, 8 and 8, 5, you can see the incense from the golden altar is connected to the prayers of the saints. So the other thing in your hand is this, the prayer for the saints, prayers of the saints, prayers for others, prayers for whom you want to build that bridge. And that is exactly what this is. And I'm going to invite you, as the worship team comes forward and as we are going to end this, I'm going to give you the freedom to express that in actually a physical way. We have two prayer boxes sitting right here. And for the purpose of this, you know, I know you have done this many times, come forward and put, the, put a prayer request in front of the boxes. This is, this is not a, an exercise you haven't done before. But this time, I want you to do it with that picture in your mind. Imagine yourself as the priest with a royal priestly robe and imagine this as an incense, like smoke coming from this in your mind. And imagine that you're holding the blood of the Lamb that has enabled you to come to this most holy place, the holy of holies, which the priest of the Old Testament coveted, but they couldn't. But you are given the freedom to come to the friend and build this bridge between the church and the world. So let us come. And there are two prayer boxes, one here and one, one there. Feel free to come and drop this prayer request there or this 
bridge building tool right there our prayer team will be praying for them too so we will all join in for on this prayer so that is another added bonus now i have to say this because of the cdc guideline or whatever right if you are not feeling comfortable to come to the friend that's fine you know there is a prayer box outside too okay so if you are not still comfortable coming to the friend and you know interact with people but otherwise feel free to use this or or this so i'm going to close in prayer so when the worship team sings feel free to exercise your priestly privilege the royal privilege of the royal priesthood of intercession and this is exactly what i said in the beginning like an old testament uh, priest like today now we are going to inhale 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 the incense of prayer a new testament priest inhale the incense of prayer as he walks in and exhale the power of the gospel power of the there is power in the blood the moment you walk into the holy of holies you are not going to come back the same person you will come back with power to share the gospel so a new testament priest always inhale the incense of prayer and exhale the power of the gospel power to share the gospel and the power of evangelism let us be royal priesthood let's say a prayer father god what an honor sometimes we take these things for granted and we shudder at the fact that we are standing right in front of the shekinah the glory of god with this new and living way that has been opened for us through the shedding of your blood the tearing of your body and lord we walk through this living way with confidence that we can see the father on the other side inviting us with open arms and here we are with our humble prayer request these people these institutions we want to build bridges to lord help us to really enact our faith exercise our privilege as royal priesthood so that we become pontifexes bridge builders in jesus name Oh.
standing and singing that again. Oh, come to the altar. Join us and sing. Amen. You may remain standing. Every week I pray a very similar prayer. I pray for myself and each one of you, whoever will be with us, that we would be transformed because we've been in the presence of God. I pray that this worship service in its fullness, the teaching, the testimony, the praise and worship, the prayer, has transformed you and me to be more like priests, his priests this week. As you head into this week, be mindful of a few priestly duties. The names you've brought forward, keep praying. Grab the prayer guide for Vacation Bible School, keep praying. And I look forward to being with you next weekend to hear a story and testimony of what God does to the bridge building he invites you into. Thank you, Pastor Matthew. A little housekeeping final warning before I send you. July 4th, as our summer schedule begins, we're inviting you to linger and have a priestly picnic together on July 4th. We'll decorate, bring your lunch, you can pre-order a lunch, we'll have those details next week, but that will begin two months of one single worship service at 10 a.m. all together for a couple of months as we get back to life together. As you head into this week, go in peace and live by faith. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now in this life everlasting. Amen. Have a great week.